Welcome to Big Skywriter, the podcast for storytellers of all shapes and sizes. Whether you write novels, teach classes, or just tell your friends what you did last weekend, if you're a storyteller, this podcast is for you. Here's the host of Big Skywriter, Clint Morey. Thank you, Mark, and thank you for dropping by to listen. This is episode 32. Give me my reparations now. People have been talking about reparations for some time, which should bring up the question, what exactly are reparations? The Oxford Dictionary defines the word as a noun, which means, quote, the making of amends for a wrong one has done by paying money to or otherwise helping those who have been wronged. So, if I steal your car, and while driving it around town, I wrap it around a tree and total it, I've done you a wrong. Now, reparations is not giving me a ticket or even locking me up in jail. That's punishment, and I would deserve it. But it doesn't do a thing about making amends. Reparations for stealing your car is me getting you a replacement car or giving you money so that you can get one or figuring out how to provide transportation for you. Reparations is me making amends for what I did wrong to you. It's a pretty simple definition. But unfortunately, it's gotten political, which means simple, clear definitions are thrown out the window. New definitions are created to support a political movement. One new definition for reparation says that we are responsible for what someone else did hundreds or even thousands of years ago. If my great-great-great-grandfather stole a horse from your great-great-great-grandfather, then I owe you a horse. Even more than that, if a thousand years ago some guy stole a horse from some other guy, then I owe that other guy's descendants a horse. Now think about that. Under this politicized definition, I am no longer responsible for what I do. I am now responsible for bad things people did hundreds or even thousands of years ago. The original dictionary definition makes sense. The politicized definition, which many people are using today, is ridiculous. Now let me give you some examples. I want to start with a group that was held into slavery for over 400 years. Now, you probably know who they are. 400 years. Do you have any sense of how long that is? How many generations were held in captivity, told how they must live, what they must do, unable to object to what their masters demanded of them? Their masters could torture them or even kill them and not be held accountable for doing so. 400 years, generation after generation. The country that allowed that to happen is still in existence today. Now, if we use the politicized definition of reparations, Egypt today owes the Jews of the world massive reparations for the 400 years of slavery they forced upon the Jewish people. But should the Egyptians of today pay for what their ancestors did several thousand years ago? 
But let's not stop with the Egyptians. The Assyrians, the Babylonians, the Medes and Persians, the Roman Empire are just some of the nations and empires that ravaged and controlled the Jewish people in ancient times. As we move along in history in Europe, Jews were persecuted, expelled, massacred, banished, prevented from working certain jobs, and suffered serious discriminations just because they were Jews. When the Muslims took control of the Middle East, which included the Jews' homeland, there was persecution, killing, and enslaving. And then, of course, there was the Holocaust. After Nazis took power in Germany, more than six million Jews were killed, two-thirds of Europe's Jewish population. There were death squads, extermination camps, medical experiments, work camps, gas chambers, torture, and starvation. And it wasn't just the Germans. Many of their allies had a hand in the process as well. France, Bulgaria, Croatia, Hungary, Italy, Romania, Slovakia, Greece, Serbia, Poland are the descendants of people who lived in those areas where Jews were enslaved, murdered, and discriminated against responsible today for what happened hundreds or thousands of years ago by their ancestors. If you believe the politicized definition of reparations, then people whose ancestors came from any of those nations or empires need to pay reparations to the Jews. Is that reasonable? Let's look at another group. This is the group that most people in the United States think of when they talk about reparations. People taken from Africa and consigned to a life of slavery that extended through generations. But the United States didn't begin until 1776, so let's go back a little further in history. In the 1400s, Portuguese ships were taking African slaves to islands in the eastern Atlantic. In the 1500s, Spanish ships took African slaves to the Caribbean. In the 1600s, the Dutch became the leading slave traders. And in the 1700s, the English and French were the main slave traders. And we shouldn't forget that some historians say that 90% of the slaves supplied to the Europeans were sold to them by slave traders from African tribes. So, Portugal, Spain, Holland, England, France, and the nations of Africa that allowed the slave trade all owe reparations to African Americans. In 1776, the United States declared itself independent, and as a result, they became responsible for the institution of slavery within their borders. And for almost 90 years, until the passage of the 13th Amendment in 1865, slavery would be legal in the United States. The United States has a responsibility for its actions during those years. And when the southern states re-entered the Union after the Civil War, southern politicians, mostly Democrats, began passing black codes that tried to treat the former slaves like slaves, even though slavery was outlawed. When the Republican Congress heard about that, they were so furious, they not only impeached the president, but they instituted Reconstruction, putting the South under military occupation, and then they passed the 14th and 15th Amendments, giving equal protection of the Constitution and the right to vote to the former slaves. Now, Reconstruction sought to protect the former slaves by guaranteeing their right to vote 
and providing a quality education. So the Republicans did good for about 10 years. And then politics got involved, and in exchange for getting a president elected, the Republicans ended Reconstructions. So you can add Republicans to the list of groups that owe reparations. And the South became known as the Solid South, always voting Democrats. And it was those Democrats who were largely responsible for passing what we now call the Jim Crow laws. Those laws sought to bring African Americans back under control of the state. The laws denied the right to vote for various reasons, get a good education, hold certain jobs, or become an accepted and equal part of society, and they demanded segregation based on race. The Democrats were also part of the rise and growth of the KKK. They have to take some responsibility for that. And then, of course, this Planned Parenthood. You know, it was started by Margaret Sanger, who was a racist and supported eugenics, which had the goal of fixing society by getting rid of inferior people. That meant not only sterilizing them, but aborting them. In the city of New York, for example, more black babies are murdered by abortion than are born alive. Do the people working in Planned Parenthood offices today owe reparations to African Americans for the babies they killed? Hmm. And how did Planned Parenthood, which is still a major force today, become so powerful? Well, they sided with one political party, the Democrat Party. Do the Democrats owe African Americans reparations? And then, of course, is education. Most people agree that one of the best things you can do to help a person get out of poverty and dependence is to provide a quality education to them. And the last time I checked, the African-American community overwhelmingly supported the idea of vouchers that would give them the choice of where their children would be educated. But it won't happen. Why? Well, the unions, specifically the NEA, the National Education Association, it won't allow it to happen. They don't want the parents to be able to select where their children should go to school. They oppose charter schools, magnet schools, home schools, and especially vouchers that would allow parents to make choices. Now, how can they have such power to control where your child can go to school? It's easy. The NEA chose to align itself with one political party, and that party has worked hard to stop any efforts to give parents the right to choose where their children go to school. What party is that? the Democrat Party. So do teachers owe African-Americans reparations? Does the Democrat Party owe African-Americans reparations? Well, if we apply the politicized definition of reparations, the nations of Africa, Portugal, Holland, Spain, France, England, the United States, Planned Parenthood, National Education Association, and the Democratic Party all owe reparations to African-Americans. I'd like to look at one more group, Christians. We could go back to the Roman Empire. They rounded up Christians, held great public spectacles for the entertainment of the masses, where Christians were, covered in wild beast skins and torn to pieces by dogs. They were attacked by beasts like leopards, boars, lions, because this would maximize the pain and suffering of the Christians while they were being eaten alive. 
and it allowed for the good Roman citizens to have a fun show to watch. Christians were beheaded, nailed to crosses, burned alive, and don't they take some responsibility? Well, the countries that developed out of the Roman Empire include countries like, oh, England, Wales, Portugal, Spain, France, Italy, Austria, Switzerland, Luxembourg, Belgium, Gibraltar, Romania, Moldova, Ukraine, Libya, Tunisia, Algeria, Morocco, Egypt, Albania, Greece, Bosnia, Slovenia, Croatia, Bulgaria, Turkey, Syria, Lebanon, Iraq, Jordan, and Israel, to name some of them. If we use the politicized definition of reparations, all of those countries owe me because I am a Christian. Do I get reparations? Now, I want you to think. Okay, ready? Think. Okay, that's something we don't like to do a lot today. Think. The Bible teaches that all of humanity came out of one family, Noah's family after the flood. Everyone on earth today is related to those eight people. Everyone. doesn't matter your color, anything. Everyone. If we use the politicized definition of reparations as our standard, then each one of us is responsible for every single bad thing that was ever done to anyone since the beginning of time. Each one of us, then, owes reparations. Now, I have to ask you this. You're thinking still, right? Are people really that stupid? Look at your own life and see if you have done any wrongs to other people. If you have, make amends. Don't follow the politicized crowd, though, in defining words and trying to define your life by making up reasons a group or an individual should owe reparations. Take care of your life. Now, God uh, says a very interesting thing in the Bible. And he says that we are not going to be judged because of our ancestors' sins. The soul who sins shall die. The son shall not suffer for the iniquity of the father, nor the father suffer for the iniquity of the son. Ezekiel 18.20 Think about that. God, the creator of the universe God, doesn't hold me responsible for the actions of my ancestors hundreds or even thousands of years ago. God holds me responsible for my actions. I'm responsible for me. The question I need to ask is not, what has someone done hundreds of years ago to people I don't even know, but what have I done in my life that falls short of God's standards? It's an important question. God has made it pretty clear. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Romans 3.23 So I have come up short. God calls that sin. And there's a price to be paid for being a sinner. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Romans 6.23 The Bible says I'm going to stand before God and be judged for my sins. Not for the sins of some ancestor 2,000 years ago, but for my sins. Not for the sins of people even today who are evil, but for my sins. The cost of being a sinner is death. And yet God loves us so much, he sent his son to pay the price for our sins so that we could be with him forever. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. 
John 3:16. So what are you going to do? Are you going to crawl back through time and try to find a list of people who did bad stuff to your ancestors or someone else and then somehow try to convince yourself that those people through their descendants should give you money or other things? Not only is that a foolish quest, it takes you away from the most important quest you should be engaged with, your eternal destiny and your relationship to God. Now, before I go, I'd like to share a blessing with you from the Old Testament. May the Lord bless and protect you. May the Lord's face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious to you, show you his favor, and give you his peace. Number 6, 24 to 26. Until the next time, be the reason someone smiles today. <laughs>